Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the Gun, episode 148 here of ITG, and it is time to follow up on our guy, Zach Frazier, in Indianapolis at the 2024 NFL Combine. What's going on, everybody? I'm Wesley Euler, joined by the signal caller today here as this will be uh, nothing too thorough. This is just a Zach Frazier follow-up because, Jed, we've had a minor miracle, and I'll tell you what it is in just a second before I thank Bet Online for being a presenting sponsor of this podcast. We all know Bet Online uh, is where the game starts as we get into, what, March Madness coming up here soon, the, the NCAA tournament. Uh, you got baseball starting soon. Hockey and basketball are coming down the stretch. So make sure you're going to bet online to get all your action here as the sports calendar rolls along. Uh, Jed, I had said in our previous episode where, you know, remember I had the Lucas Oil in the background. I was in Indianapolis, and we were laughing about the white balance and everything through the windows and kind of joking about how I was leaving town, Indianapolis, on Friday. Zach was speaking on Saturday, and I was bummed because I wasn't going to have a chance to get audio for him uh, on this uh, on this year's, you know, kind of what we try and do in the past, get the, the WVU players that are at the Combine while I'm there to have some exclusive audio and things like that that we can use. Well, like I said, a miracle happened, and Jed, we've got that audio. Zach's full podium availability, including two questions that you'll see were heavily influenced by one Mr. WVU who might sit here on this podcast from week to week. Jed, what if I told you the nice guy, the nice young man, I say that, he's like two years older than I am, the guy who got this audio and asked the questions for me, for us, is none other than Christopher Carter, who is the pit beat writer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for uh, the football and basketball teams there at Pitt. He's a Pitt grad, a Pitt beat writer, a Pitt fan, a, of course, with all that, West Virginia hater, but such a good buddy, such a nice guy that he was front row. You'll hear this audio here in just a minute. You'll see the video if you're watching on YouTube as well. I mean, he's 4K right in front of his face for 10 minutes and gets our two questions in there as well, too. So just wanted to make sure to shout out now our only Pitt Panther friend, uh, Christopher Carter of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for the audio you'll hear here in just a minute. And when you say Chris, Christopher Carter, I think Chris Carter. And when I think Chris Carter, first, of course, I think of the NFL receiver for the Vikings, yes, Hall yes, of Fame of receiver for the Vikings. Keep Second, going. I keep think going. of the creator for the X-Files. Yep, yep, keep right? going. I mean, there's one a more. long list there's of Chris Carter. There's one more Carter, big one. Right? There's one but more the, big one. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, the actor? The guy, so you know the the the, the, ra the, ra the radio show that's been syndicated for like forty years called Breakfast with the Beatles. It's on the weekends across like. Oh, okay, that's the Chris yeah, Carter, the original host of Breakfast with the Beatles. His name is Christopher Carter as well, too. Okay, well, and and you know, kudos and hats off to this Christopher Carter. Uh, it, it had to be one of the highlights of his career. He's not used <laughs> to stepping into high football cotton like this, right? But, that's but, right. Uh, Thank you. All joking aside, thank you, Christopher Carter. Without a doubt. And uh, yes, you know, at some point, maybe next year before the brawl, we'll have to have him come on here and, and preview the pit side of things or something with us. He's a great guy. He's a great friend. He covered the Steelers for a long time, still does, but, you know, uh, is with uh, with the Post-Gazette covering uh, the Pitt Panthers now. So we're going to take a break. We're going to play this audio. And like I said, it's almost 10 minutes long of Zach at the podium. He talks about everything from 
WVU fans in his time as a Mountaineer. He talks about, of course, that last play against Baylor. He talks about some of the teams that he's met with uh, so far throughout this combine process, his healing, all that stuff. It's Zach's full uh, media availability at the podium there. Like I said, two of these questions, my buddy Chris texted me, and he was like, we're going to get Zach. What do you want me to ask him? I was the one who came up with two of these questions. So we'll get into uh, that audio here in just a minute. Before we do, another thank you to our guy, JR, and our friends at Toothman Ford. We all know cars cost less in Grafton, so make sure you're getting your butts uh, to Grafton there. One more time, going to take a break here. We'll have that Zach Frazier podium availability on the other side. A thank you to our guy, Chris Carter, for bringing us this audio. Zach Frazier, when we return, you are in the gun. Nobody supports the blue and gold Mountaineers like Toothman Ford. With over 20 NIL deals and counting, Toothman Ford continues to rally behind our student-athletes. And it's time we rally and support the dealer that supports the Mountaineers. Not only does Toothman Ford offer the best prices in the state on pre-owned, their never-over MSRP campaign on new Fords guaranteed to save you thousands. Drive with pride all season long, knowing you're supporting the dealer that fuels our Mountaineers. Toothman Ford, where cars cost less. In Grafton and at ToothmanFord.com. For more West Virginia Mountaineer football content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at In the Gun Podcast. For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader Lloyds of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations with more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit fortis.us.com. Fortis, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. If you work the land, you just got to be a jack-of-all-trades type. There's just too much to do. So if you got to be a welder or a farmer or a ditch digger, that's just who you are that day. Then tomorrow, you can be somebody else. Get your coyote at the new location of Johnston Equipment between Weston and Buckhannon. Yep, everything's good. I we was wondering, you were caught up in medicals, they said, and yeah. we were a little worried about yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, I got like an x-ray and an MRI on two different areas, and then one team wanted to see, uh, you know, the other, so like, I don't know, one team asked for it, you got to go get it. So. Which team seemed most interested in your MRI? Um, oh, they're just the team doctors, <laughs> I don't think they, yeah. How would you describe your, your progress then, rehab-wise and all that? It's good so far. I feel like I've been able to recover pretty fast. Um, as far as where I'm at, I'm able to, like, I can run a 40. I can, you know, do a shuttle. I'm training for that now. Um, but I'm going to end up uh, waiting to run those at uh, Pro Day. But I, I wanted to show my progress, so I'm going to do position drills here and bench uh, just to show uh, where I'm at. So you'll be ready to go for OTAs then, it sounds like. Yeah, should be, yeah. When do you expect to be, like, 100%, not even worrying? 
I would say by pro day, hopefully. That's about another month out, so. Have you this should. Yeah. Was that formal? Yeah, it was formal. How'd that meeting go, and what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it was a really good meeting. Um, liked all the coaches, and, you know, I, I had a good time in that meeting. Is the injury uh, hurting your draft stock, do you feel, at all? I don't think so. Um, just from the injury standpoint, um, I was lucky that I just broke the bone. I didn't uh, do any ligament damage. Um, if I did do ligament damage, maybe that would hurt it. Um, but they just, the doctors just told me that bones heal and I'll be all right. You kind of became a folk hero in Pittsburgh by the way you got off the field to save your team time. Um, and that was this injury, wasn't it? Yes. Um, what, what have you heard about that play? I mean, what are you hearing? Um, a lot of the teams were impressed with it. Um, you know, I just, in the moment, I was just trying to do whatever I could to help the team out. Um, you know, like a lot of people like would tell me that, you know, I won the game. I don't really feel that way because, you know, we, uh, our center came in, had perfect snaps, made perfect calls, you know. I feel like I maybe gave him a chance to win, but you know those guys that came in and executed on the last four plays—they they did a great job. Did you know in Grow. that moment that you broke your leg when you went down? I didn't know what I did. I knew something wasn't right, so I knew I was in a lot of pain, um, and I knew it wasn't just a sprained ankle. But you oh. knew in that moment you had to get off the field for the ten to avoid the ten second runoff. Yeah. Like that was your main. Yeah. Now you grew up in Fairmont. Yes, sir. So were you a Steelers fan? I was a Dolphins fan. Uh, oh. Sorry, yeah. My my dad's from Florida. Um, came to Fairmont State to play center there, and that's how he met my mom. Uh, but he named me after uh, Zach Thomas, <coughs> linebacker there. So that's why I've so always you, worn 54. So. so you're more of a Dwight Stevenson guy than a Mike Webster guy. Yeah, no, Mike Webster. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So this is the second year that Fairmont's had a guy in the NFL draft. What's, what's special about Fairmont? Um, yeah, I mean that means a lot, especially to have a guy like Dante. We went to the same high school, obviously. Um, you know, that's pretty special to come from the same high school, go to the same college, and then to be here—it's really special. It means a lot, especially you know to our city and you know where we come, came from. So what how would you describe be? your style as a center? Um, physical. Yep. My uh, you know his goal is to put people on the ground, um, and then also pretty level-headed. I have to make all the calls and um, study throughout the week. A lot, of, a lot of centers classify themselves as smart guys, at least the good ones. Yeah. What separates being a smart center, being a, a knowledgeable center from maybe the rest? Yeah, so for me, it's it's you have to make all the calls for the whole line, and you have to communicate that from tackle to tackle, even tight ends. Um, so for me, it's just the preparation throughout the week, um, studying your opponent, uh, trying to find little tells that you know they might be giving away blitz, uh, stuff like that. Looking at feet, um, just really trying to gain an edge from that perspective. What's something you need, you want to work on? People uh, talk about your intelligence and your athleticism, but what would be something that you feel could hold you back or you need to improve upon? Um, I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, I feel I don't I don't feel like I do anything perfect. I feel like I could always be better. Whether it's you know my hands. Uh, pad level, footwork. Like I'm, I, I'm not perfect. I I could improve in every area. Talk to Pete Bishop of the Shrine Bowl. He kind of just talked about how different it is playing with West Virginia and with those fans. So what's what, just what's your experience been like at the school and with that fan base? Yeah, uh, Beanie. Uh, I feel like Beanie and 
uh, Doug Nestor should be here. Uh, that's just you know my opinion. I feel like he had a great season. Doug too. And I feel like they should both be here. But um, as far as the fans, it just means so much. Um, coming because I was a, grew up in West Virginia first, so growing up there as a fan first. You just know how much WVU means to the people that live there, um, and to be able to play for them, you see it. You see it in the stands. You see it in the fans. It's a special feeling. How aware? How aware are you of the Steelers' tradition at center? Um, yeah, I'm pretty aware. And um, you're aware it's wide open right now. Yeah. And um, everyone's looking for the next guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've had it, like you said, Mike Webster, and obviously uh, Marquise Pouncey. Dermani um, Dawson's in there. Yeah. Jeff Harding's. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I know they have a long tradition of having really solid centers. How did, how did having a dad from a football family and a mom from a wrestling family shape you as the athlete that you are today? Yeah, I feel like it was a perfect combination. Um, you know, my dad was my football influence. Um, so, you know, from a young age, he was my coach, taught me technique, um, really just worked through me and developed me. And also grew like my love for football um, at a young age. And then my mom uh, came from a wrestling family. Uh, all three of her younger brothers were state champions, and her dad was too. So really, she taught me how to prepare for wrestling matches, football games, just from a, a mental standpoint, and then also like a physical standpoint, like what to eat, drink, stuff like that. How was uh, she as a fan? What's that? How was she as a fan? Because I've seen some mothers. Yeah, she, she was screaming in the stands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could hear her. Yep. Zach, would you say you're more confident as a pass blocker or a run blocker? Um, run blocking is definitely my favorite. I like when we can, you know, tee off on some people. And, uh, you know, pass blocking is fun too. But for me, I'd rather I'd run the ball all day. Have you, you had the Eagles at all? Um, I have not. Your hand play from. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I uh, work very hard, and that's something that I would study as soon as I can. And um, I feel like I'm a good student of the game, and I would work with you know, the coach to get everything down by then. How do you think the quarterback setup you've had over the years at WVU, going from a JT Daniels, Garrett Green, Jared Deggy, different types of quarterbacks, yeah. has prepared you for this point that you have dealt with almost every different style of quarterback that an NFL team could have? Yeah, um, and you know, all those guys are some of my best friends. Um, just, I feel like that uh, center quarterback relationship is strong. Um, but yeah, we've had pocket passers and then Garrett that'll take off and run. Um, it's really cool to play for, you know, um, different types of quarterbacks, like you said. And, you know, Garrett, Garrett was nice because if uh, anyone on the line got beat, he saw it, he'd just take off. So. Um, Really nice from a line standpoint. We like that he, you know, didn't take sacks. How much has wrestling? Dolphins fan, did you say that you maybe watched like since you know you have the family from Pittsburgh, like growing up and watching maybe the Pouncey twins, whether it be Mike or Marquise, and have you spoken to the Steelers formally here at the combine? Um, I've not spoken to them formally, um, but yeah, I grew up. I, I still watch the Steelers. Um, I'm, I'm just a fan of football, you know. So growing up, watched a lot of the Dolphins, and then. Um, you know, like once I got to college, it was I didn't I uh, didn't follow him as closely because I was obviously you know more focused on you know playing the season. Um, but yeah, I grew up watching both those guys. How much is wrestling played in, and and uh, what 
feedback do you get from these NFL coaches regarding your wrestling? Um, it's something that I think I've talked about with every team that I've met with. Um, so I think they take it um, as a positive that I wrestled and you know something that they can see in my game. How well would you have done in Pennsylvania? Four state titles still? Um, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna bet on me. So, yeah, I think so. Our guy, destroyer of worlds, Zach Frazier there at the podium. Uh, the clarity of the audio, the clarity of the video. One more time, our buddy Christopher Carter. I wanted to mention this too, Jed. I know there's a lot of crossover Steelers and West Virginia fans, WVU football fans, Steelers fans, much like yourself, right? Uh, if you are a Steelers fan, Steelers junkie, Chris hosts a great Steelers podcast called Locked on Steelers. He does an episode every day, Monday through Friday. So, Big thanks to our guy, Christopher Carter, again, for securing that for us uh, and wanted to make sure to give him that plug for, for his podcast as well, too. Another thank you to our friends at Fortis and our guy, Rick Lewis, for roof performance and financial security guaranteed. you got to visit Fortis.us.com. Jed, of course, that about nine and a half minutes of audio there, there were a lot of little nuggets in there that if you already listened to our interview with Zach Frazier, ITG episode 145, of course, which is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, you would know things like his dad was a big Miami Dolphins fan. They weren't a Steelers family, being in Fairmont. They were a Dolphins family because his dad grew up in Florida. And he was actually named after Zach Thomas, right? Of course, legendary linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, things like that. You heard Zach talk about his injury again and, and his thought process of getting off the field, uh, which we discussed on ITG. Of course, Jed, as you've outlined many times, the first time that Zach has publicly discussed that was right here on ITG. And of course, once again, too, just... Zach, being the type of guy he is, being the type of teammate he is, I loved him highlighting again. He, he made sure in that audio there, he said, Doug Nestor and, and Beanie Bishop should be here. He said, yeah, my story of getting off the field against Baylor is great, but you know what? If Jaheim White and Garrett Green and Brandon Yates don't come in and get us down the field and win that game, it's not the same story. Um, so much of, much of what we expected from our guy Zach there in that, that nine minutes and change consummate team player i mean he really is uh between the lines the film was going to represent well uh they're going to fall in love with them uh coaches front office personnel scouts they're going to fall in love with what they see on the film but then when you get outside the lines the things that don't surface on the film the things that those in the building will tell you uh that's truly what makes zach frazier the, the special guy that he is uh, and I told we talked uh, yeah. about go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I told you, you know, we 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 talked to Dane Brugler of the Athletic, who for my money yeah. is is the best draft nick out there. I think he gets it the most accurate. I think he does the best job of that whole ecosystem of people who kind of make a, a career off of the NFL draft and the combine and that whole process. He told us, guys, Zach Frazier is going to be the easiest person to sell in a war room at this at this entire draft. Like, nobody is going to have to stand up and opine very hard to get their organization to draft this guy. He's one of the easiest sells I've ever seen in terms of, you know, uh, telling your, your general manager or your scouts or your owners or your coaches why you should draft this guy. I don't think it's hyperbole, Wes, to suggest that not only is Zach Frazier going to play a long and fruitful NFL career, but I'll be somewhat surprised if in a handful of years down the road, we don't see Zach Frazier mentioned 
in some of the same circles as the Cam Haywards of the world, the Walter Payton Man of the Year type conversations. I mean, yeah. that that's what Zach Frazier is going to confer upon an organization, not just the level of play that he brings. But well we've said so many times, after just hours after the toughest loss of his college career at Houston, he was with Garrett at the Dayview Cancer Center visiting a, a cancer patient early the next morning. Uh, that That's one of many things you could say about what Zach does, the type of person that he is. Uh, it is going to be an easy decision for somebody in an NFL front office, somebody on an NFL staff. He's going to play for a long time, and he's going to bring value and quality, not just to your roster, but to your locker room and to your culture. Uh, I, I can't say enough about it. Uh, if Zach Frazier's a stock, I would have been buying him a long time ago, but you better be buying him now, right? There's there's no doubt about that. And and when you when you get to know his family, when you get to know what they're all about, you understand what it is that makes him tick. Uh, really, both sides of the family in their own unique way pitched in. You know, his, his mom's side of the family and, and what his mom meant to him and his granddad on that side and, and the wrestling background on his mom's side of the family. And, and then his dad, you know, you heard Ray joke on the show. He's like, hey, I always say that I gave him everything from, from the neck up. But from the next right. down, that's I don't know right. where that came from, right? right. But, but uh, you know, because because Ray's a very, very smart football guy. So mm -hmm. that that's what I see with Zach. I see him getting in a room, even in a 15-minute interview. They're going to gain some insight into the type of person he is, what makes him no click. Doubt. But you get him on a grease board and start asking him to identify a mic, make a call. How would you adjust to this front, this look, this blitz package? that's when he's going to start to stand out because then you're going to recognize what you're seeing on tape isn't by accident. It's very much by design. And uh, I, I'm just terribly excited for Zach. Uh, again, the Steeler fan in me, the greedy Steeler fan in me, I'm hoping <laughs> he's right up the road uh, for a long time. But wherever he goes, we've said it before, and I'll say it again, we're going to have another favorite team to cheer for in the NFL. 100%. 100%. If he's not a Steeler, I hope he goes to a team that has really cool jerseys so I can buy one. How about how about how about that? Um Good but yeah, point. no, you're you're spot on there Jed for for a litany of different reasons. I like how so so that was the, the two questions. So again, our my my buddy Christopher Carter, who we will have to get on the podcast here at some point cuz he's he he really knows his stuff and he'd be really good to do do a preview with. Um he texts me and says, "Hey, we're getting Zach here in the next 10 minutes." There's only a few because so Zach got held up longer at his medicals, as we would imagine. Right. I mean, he just broke his leg a couple months yeah. ago. That's that's very normal for people in his position. That's not a red flag or anything. Teams just are a little more thorough and want to test it and and analyze it and ask him about it more. Obviously, again, because he just broke his leg around Thanksgiving. So he was later. No surprise, than he's moving around like he is. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And again, this is this was my fifth or sixth NFL combine. This is not a rare thing. This is a very normal thing for guys that are dealing with recent injuries. So all the offensive linemen were gone at the point that Zach got to the podiums. Uh, and Jed, honestly, probably 90% of the media was gone too because they had to go and write their stories and get on to the next thing. It was probably only 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, something like that people that were there still for Zach's media availability. And the funny part of it, if you, you listen to that clip too, he gets asked a lot about the Steelers because a lot of them were Pittsburgh people that, you know, that's the story. Here's this kid from Fairmont. Could he end up a Steeler local-ish, you know, within kind of that that Pittsburgh media bubble, if you will. Um, 
So the two questions, Chris, Chris goes, we're going to get Zach in the next 10 minutes, and there's only a handful of us here, so I'll be able to get him for questions. Because, you know, sometimes those scrums, there's 50 people there, and God bless you trying to get a, everyone screaming and yelling over each other and things like that. Oh, he goes, yeah. Yeah, right, right. He goes, there's only a few people here, so I'll, so tell, like, like, text me and ask and tell me what you want me to ask him, and I will do it. Uh, the first thing was how did having a dad from a football family and a mom from a, from a wrestling family shape the athlete you became? And you kind of just touched on that. We heard him talk about that uh, on episode 145. Again, though, I just thought that would be a really good question for him to sink his teeth into at the podium. And as he's done, and as you heard there, he did. And then the second one, which Jed, I'm pretty proud of myself. This one is being picked up by, you know, all the, the WVU media. I, I feel like I do this every year. Like the WVU social media guys, they got to like me because I tee up Letty Brown with the West Virginia questions. Yeah. I tee up Dante with the Letty. I tee up Will Greer and, and Gary Jennings and Yadni Kajust and David Long with the, you know, with the West Virginia questions. And then they get to use all that on social media. But I, I said, you know, to Chris, I said, Ask him, ask him about the, and they have, yes. Uh, ask him about, you know, this being the second straight year that, that, you know, little Fairmont West Virginia has produced an NFL draft pick. What does that mean to you? What does Fairmont mean to you? And you heard Chris ask that and, uh, and, and, and Zach answering that and remind you that's Chris Carter from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania degree from Pitt covers Pitt for the Pittsburgh post-gazette. And, uh, and he was kind enough to, to do that all for us. So once again, big, big thanks and a big shout out to him. Uh, but Jed, the final thing too, um, one of the things there that is important to note is Zach is still in the process of recovering from that leg injury. He said in terms of what he's doing, because you and I are recording this on Sunday afternoon and the yep. centers and the offensive linemen are actually working out right now as we record this. Um, in terms of what Zach is participating in uh, Sunday, March 3rd and Monday, March 4th, which are the offensive line days there at the combine, he said, and I quote, as far as where I'm at, I can run a 40. I can do shuttle. I'm training for those now. I'm going to wait to end up running those at my pro day, but I wanted to be here to show my progress. So I'm going to do position drills here and I will bench press here just to show where I'm at end quote. So again, understandable. Those things like the 40 yard dash, like the shuttle guys spend months training for those. So Zach just wants to give himself a little bit more time as he's behind the eight ball preparing or, or recovering from that injury, I should say, but he's going to do some positional stuff there. He's going to bench press, which takes place on Monday morning, March 4th. Um, and then Jed more of the running specialized stuff uh, at his pro day here in, in a few weeks. Yeah, and from a measurable standpoint, Dan, Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks on Twitter, on X, uh, he put his measurables up. Zach came in at 6'2 313 pounds. No major surprises there. Now, one of the things that's been discussed is hand measurement. You and I had this conversation. Uh, his hands are 10 and 7 eighths inches, which are much larger than most quarterbacks, to be honest yes, with you. Yes, yes. The average quarterback doesn't have a hand that size. Matter of fact, even large-handed quarterbacks don't typically have hands that size in the NFL. Uh, and then his arms, 32 and a quarter. Now, when you look at centers, they might be on average a touch longer than that, but this isn't a liability or an indictment that's going to be heavily held against him. Mm -hmm. His wingspan, 78 and a half inches. Uh, you can have a different conversation with interior linemen, especially centers, than you would at tackles. But for instance, tackles are expected to have 
a much broader wingspan, and the conversation doesn't even start with the tackle until you get to 80. So I don't think a center at 78 and a half is going to be held against him too awful much. But, I mean, there were games this year, Wes, for instance, Dante Corleone, one of the more formidable defensive linemen in the entire Big 12, one of the things that Zach was able to do against Dante Corleone, Dante Corleone was rendered effective. Uh, in the Cincinnati game against West Virginia in large measure because Zach kind of held him literally at arm's length. Right. Zach used his own arm's length and own reach uh, to keep uh, Corleone at bay and hold him away. And Corleone's a guy, even though he's not an Indy, he's probably going to be in somebody's camp, right? He's going to sign as a yeah. uh, probably hey, either a late still, round pick or an undrafted He could still be a sixth or seventh draft pick, certainly. Like Be- sure Beanie, Beanie's not at the combine. He could still be drafted. No, absolutely. A lot of these guys who aren't in Indy are going to be selections and at least free agent. Uh, and Jed, signings, some of these, but... some of these guys who are in Indy too aren't going to get drafted. I mean, that happens every year too. Absolutely. So absolutely, that definitely happens. So uh, Zach's played against a lot of high level competition, and when you go back and watch the tape, whether it was those D lines at uh, Texas, excuse me, Texas Tech had edge rushers. Uh, K-State had edge rushers. Texas had, obviously, a lot of bulk on the interior. So throughout his, the course of his career at West Virginia, Zach has seen a lot of NFL-caliber front seven defenders. No doubt. So there's a lot of tape to watch and evaluate. Uh, and, and I think Zach's going to fare very well, not just when they watch the tape, but as we talked about, when they sit down and get to know him, when they put him on the grease board, when they test his knowledge and his football IQ, uh, he's going to play somewhere for a long time. And I think that's the way to end it. Jed, I said this to you on the episode we recorded last week when I was in Indy, but I think it bears stating again. When I got to Indianapolis last Monday, which would have been what? Uh, February 26th. Um, I thought Zach was going to be a early to mid second round pick. Now I think he's got a chance. I would still say early second round, but now I think he's going to be a late first early second round pick. I think he's given himself that shot. Still wouldn't say it's likely. But if you tell me right now he goes between pick 29, 28, and 32 there at the end of the first round, wouldn't shock me either. And uh, I did not think that was possible just a couple weeks ago. So he is, uh, again, one of those guys that's very easy to sell to a war room. And I can't wait to see where he lands here, what, about about seven, eight weeks from now. And, uh, of course, one of the things that I'm typically pulling for with Mountaineers, I remember having these feelings with Gino. If you're not going to be a top half of the first round pick, I would like to see you sneak into that late first round instead of the early second round. Go to to a good team, right? You're going to land on. Absolutely. So I would love that for Zach. Uh, If you're one of those five or six teams picking the bottom of the first round, outside the exception of a crazy trade or something of that nature, you're going to be on a pretty good football team. So absolutely. Let's see. Hey, Niners, Niners wouldn't be so bad, right? Lions wouldn't be. I guess the Playing Chiefs, the Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs and the uh and the uh Ravens both have very young, very good centers. So they're probably set. But again, he could still be there at 31 and some team picks up the phone and says, Hey, you know, yeah. we want Zach Frazier. We'll give you this and this to move sure. up. Um, he's given himself that opportunity and make no mistake about it. Like he goes out at his pro day and runs well, continues to check all those boxes. Like I said, I thought early second to mid second. Like now, I, there is no chance in the universe, in the stratosphere, that he's getting picked in the fifties by the Steelers. It ain't happening. He ain't last. He ain't lasting that long. No, no, no chance. So, it'll be a lot of fun uh, to see where this uh, this process ends for him. While it's also beginning at the same time, right, the start of his NFL career. I do laugh sometimes at how much we make of this whole process, but it is such a big deal 
uh, for the biggest game that we have in this country. So a final thank you to our new friends at Johnston Equipment. Make sure you're checking out their new location on Route 33 right outside of Weston there. And a thank you to our guy Skylar Callahan for throwing the – I'm putting Skylar to work a little bit on this one, Jed. You know, he's got the video to insert in there. A little, little, little more. He's fine. Who am I yeah. kidding? This is, this is still JV work. Oh, and speaking of which, Skylar I saw on his Twitter account was uh, was posting the videos of some of the positional drills that uh, that Zach was doing at the Combine on Sunday. So make sure you're checking out Skyler's uh, Twitter account as well, too, if you want to see uh, some of those Curious clips. Mountaineers those. now will have an article probably. Absolutely. I'd say he's working on some Absolutely. of that. So the one thing we ask you before we get out of here, as always, is to be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WVU football podcast. For our producer, Skylar Callahan, the runaway beer truck, Owen Schmidt, the signal caller, Jed Drenning. I am Wesley Euler. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been in the gun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.